the Locked On Kentucky Podcast, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, coming to a website near you very soon. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, Curtis and I will be talking about it here every day, Monday through Friday, on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is the last podcast of the week, so we're going to do our over-unders for some UK football stats. We're going to discuss how Kentucky can beat Florida and in that streak. Then we're going to wrap up with some Kentucky basketball times of games that were announced today and a little, we're just going to make fun of the NCAA because they did another dumb thing at the very end. But Kyle, let's just start kind of overarching going into this Kentucky-Florida matchup. How do you think Kentucky can win this game? Run the ball down their throat. I mean, that's, to me, um, with some still some uncertainty at the quarterback position, not knowing how much you can get out of the passing game, uh, if you can trust Terry Wilson not to turn the ball over, uh, and because you have two guys coming off 100-yard plus yard games, looks like you have a second option to Benny and and maybe a third with Sahim King, A.J. Rose and then Sahim King. Um, I think you can go in with the approach. We're just going to run it, run it, run it. And I think you run Benny until his legs fall off, and then you let one of those other guys take it. Um, but look, Charleston Southern, um, Florida handled them easily last week, fifty-three to six. But and Charleston Southern is we, we with the caveat a, an option team. Um, but two hundred and twenty-two rushing yards they got against Florida in that loss. Um, I think they're they're sort of mentality was i mean because obviously that's not a great offense if you get down big against a bigger school but they were just going to run their offense and do mm-hmm. what they do to because they got a season of their own ahead and they did continue to do that and they ran for 222 yards and it wasn't on 800 carries they averaged 5.2 yards a carry against florida so obviously that's a different scheme that is predicated on uh you know you're gonna you're gonna have Big rushing games against almost everybody. Georgia Tech does you, those. Those rushing numbers get skewed when you play an offense like that. But you can run the ball on Florida um, five times last year. Florida's defense gave up two hundred plus rushing yards. Interestingly, in the game that Kentucky almost won to end the streak last year, the running game was not a big part of that. Stephen Johnson threw three touchdowns, threw for a couple hundred yards. Benny had an off day. It was his second worst. Rushing total of the regular season, 14 carries for 59 yards. Didn't get a ton of carries, uh, just 59 yards. I think um, he'll come into this game motivated. We've talked about motivation and bulletin board material and all that. They've Another guy has decided to say Benny's not that good. But also, I just this is the strength of Kentucky's team and their offense in particular. Run the ball. Florida seems at least reasonably susceptible to the run game. And I don't think you put this game, especially on the road, on the arm or even the legs of um, Terry Wilson or Gunnar Hoke down in the swamp. I think you just – the the key – I think Kentucky runs for over 200 yards. They, yeah. they There's a good chance they win. Yeah, I think that is – that's it. And I, I would throw in, you know, you mentioned you don't want to put it all on Terry Wilson and the – Stoops has mentioned how they're trying to dial some stuff back and simplify certain things. But I would say use his legs as a weapon, both as a 
a decoy in the in the run pass options and those kind of things, but run him some. I mean, yeah. you it that the you go through through the negatives of not having a true number one quarterback. One of the positives is the fact that Gunnar Hoke's proven that he's got some capabilities leading that drive. So you're not you can't be like they were with Steven Johnson last year, where they just seemed to be hanging they, on for dear life. They and didn't letting him manage the game, and they did not. They I mean, Stoops was kind of open about it. They didn't do. They tried to dial back some runs because they didn't have anybody behind him. Well, and that's what that's where I say when I say run it down their throat. That also gives you an opportunity, you know, three or four times a game to also take some calculated risk. And yeah. that's where we've talked about why Terry Wilson, in addition to his legs, it was probably the choice because he is also probably the, their best hope to chuck one deep and make a connection there. And if if they get the ground game going early, if you establish that early, and you have a chance to run some play action, um, they need to. Take some shots, and they need to connect on those. If you hit two of those, you know, thirty plus yard plays down the field, um, and your running game's going strong, I think that's enough for Kentucky. I, I mean, this is not this. I don't think this is going to be uh, right now a prolific offense for Florida. I don't think you're going to end up in a shootout. I don't think. Um, I think eventually that'll be an issue for with Dan Mullen's offense, and he'll get it going. Um, I think the other obvious important thing is the defense. They have to continue what they they started with Central Michigan. That was yeah. that was an unbelievable start overall. Outside of the Westry personal foul, just complete you know losing his mind and getting kicked out of the game, and then uh, Central Michigan being able to go and finish that drive off for a touchdown. Outside of that, the defense almost played a perfect game. I mean, it was it was it was impressive, and you take into account what the competition you were playing, but it was still just really solid defense, and it seems like. All those guys are doing the jobs that they're intended to do. I mean, Quentin Bohanna's having a great job up the middle. Um, the linebackers, Jordan Jones played well. Cash Daniel played well. They were racking yep. up all the tackles. It's exactly how you scheme things. And Josh Allen's making plays on the outside and getting tackles yep. or loss and sacks. I mean, that's exactly how they want their defense to perform. The only thing you maybe could add in is maybe your secondary gets a couple picks, but Central Michigan wasn't throwing it all over the yard, so you didn't have a ton of opportunities in that instance. So, I mean, that's the only thing that they could theoretically improve on. Yeah, I mean, you know, the biggest thing they could improve on. I think it's significant that they they held Central Michigan a 33% third down conversions, only six uh, third down conversions all day. That's big. I mean, how many times have we watched Kentucky football over yeah. the years play really good defense, first and second down, give up a, you know, third and 12 or whatever, um. So so six of eighteen on third downs was big by the defense. Um, you know didn't didn't give up much in the running game. Three yards a carry. Uh, I, I but to me, you know, barring your defense imploding, really the game swings on can they run the ball against Florida? Because other good teams did last year. Like I said, five different teams went for over two hundred yards. They didn't run it great and still almost beat Florida. Um, but they they got a great performance from their quarterback. And I don't think that probably is ready to happen yet for for this Kentucky team to get three touchdown passes out of the quarterback. So now they need to lean yeah, on their would. lean on their strength. I mean, they've got a good offensive line. They've got multiple good power backs. Just grind it out. Don't turn it over. Yeah, and we're going to we'll talk about the turnovers, but don't you, don't turn it over four times. Don't fumble it five times yeah, like they did ideal. in the opener. Well, Terry Wilson's not wearing the sleeve, so everything will be fixed. But we're going to jump. Let's 
we'll get into those over-unders here in a second. That'll kind of dive us into some of those topics as well, including, you know, one of the top, one of the targets that everybody wants Kentucky to start utilizing more. Um, But first, the wait is over. Football is here, and that means fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe me? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance now and sign up. I'm pumped to play in this league. I'll go ahead and get my pick. I picked the Packers for oh, week one. I was going to ask you if you'd tell us who you're... To get into this league, I locked them in. And uh, to get into this league, into that free $250,000 contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Over under time. <laughs> we need a, like a sound effect for that. What what kind of like a buzzer? What do you want? Or like the like the big voice promo guy. Over unders. That was pretty good. I might just clip that Let's out. That. <laughs> Over unders. <laughs> All right, we'll start. I was talking about the target that everybody wants Kentucky to use, and this has been the case since Jacob Tammy left Kentucky. They always want the tight end to get a bunch of catches. And I think we're to the point now where CJ Conrad is even sick of this topic, even though I'm sure he would love to catch a bunch of a bunch of bunch of balls. But he the production wasn't there. Caught three passes for nine yards. That's pretty I that's not gonna do it. That's not what people expect. He can I mean, he can be great at blocking, but if you're not throwing in the ball, he's being underutilized. So we'll set this over under, which in theory is probably a little bit high, but we know his ceiling, so we wanted to kind of cap it there at 49 and a half yards receiving from C.J. Conrad. Kyle, over or under? Under. Just, you know, if this were the next game, even, I just or many other games on the schedule, I just, because of what I said, and, and I, don't, I don't have any insider info, so maybe uh, Eddie Grant and company would say, your game plan to just run it all the time is stupid. They may think that. In that case, I'm probably wrong here. But if if what I think is true that the that their best hope to win is to pound the ball on the ground, I just don't know that it's going to be in the air enough for him to you know put up numbers this game. And he's so important in that role as a blocker when they want to run the ball that I don't know if it'll be there. And I just don't know that either of the quarterbacks is ready to get it to him. Yeah. Um, now he might catch one down the seam and take off running and get. 50 yards on one play and then then it then I'm dumb. But I think for for in most cases in most games where CJ Conrad's going 50 plus yards, that's on four or five catches and I just don't I don't see that level of usage for him in a game like this. It's it's interesting because I mean and I'm not 100% sure on how obviously all the offense works, but I feel like that pass that he gets connected on after it's a, a fake run is normally kind of a check and I don't know if when they're talking about Terry Wilson, you know, simplifying the offense, if that'll still be in there, how that'll be utilized. But it does just take one, one time where he pops open and, you know, if they're on the other side of the field, he can go to the house and, you know, there's your 50 yards. And I mean, we've seen it a couple times, him being able to do that. He's a pretty good athlete. 
I mean, Florida's got some too, so he might get chased down. But I think you, I think in the back of your mind, you've talked yourself out of this, but you're going to stick with it. I'm going to go over because if I if I truly think Kentucky wins this game, then I think they have to have something through the air, and their best option through the air, in my opinion, at this point, is C.J. Conrad. And so I think he's going to have to be utilized, and he's going to get over 50 yards. I don't think it'll all come on one play, but he'll be a couple. It'll just be he just needs two chunks, two big chunks. And then two chunks, two chunks, two 25 yard picks, pickups, just over the middle, run a little ways, and then boom, he's got it, and Kyle's wrong again. Well, we both went two and one last week. Um, all right, all right, I'm over, I'm under, you're over. You ready for the next one? Yeah, all right, Felipe Franks, touchdowns, total touchdowns, 2.5. This is your guy, which is exactly half as many as he got in the first half alone. Last week against Charleston Southern, he had five touchdowns, no interceptions before halftime, and one granted, of those granted against the uh, against the defense. I mean, against the inferior, far inferior opponent, and one of those touchdowns, <clears throat> which obviously still would have counted in our totaling here because we're doing totals. He should have just and could have just ran it in, but they, I think they were already up thirty-one to nothing, and they did the jump pass, and I think Dan Mullen just did that. So everybody in Florida could be like, oh, I remember the jump pass. I remember Tebow. Also, to, probably to get it on film so people have to respect it a little bit. I, you know, here's the thing I mean, with that, though. And this is always, uh, every time um, a coach will be like, we're going to be vanilla because we don't want to put something on film and then we want to surprise with it. But anytime they use something, they're like, oh, we put that on film, so now they have to prepare for it. Which is it, college yeah, coaches? Yeah, well, they're, You're I talking mean, out of both sides of your mouth, buddies. You're going to be shocked here, but coaches lie. Um Anyway, Felipe Franks had nine touchdown passes all last season against eight interceptions. So he's only got four left in the tank for this year. Yeah, he had five in the season opener this year. He was benched in the Kentucky game a year ago as Kentucky built a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. He was just 7 of 12 for 85 yards against Kentucky and then got benched and Luke Del Rio came in and won the game. And, I mean really had to thread the needle on the game-winning touchdown to avoid the defender. Mm-hmm. It was a close call, that, Kyle. That was, I know. I got it. I was playing along. For some of you who may not be familiar with this story, Kentucky didn't have a defender on that game-winning reception. Um, so, he, I mean, he lost his job in that game. <laughs> but he won the starting job in the spring, or I guess in the in camp, Um and now he's Dan Mullen's chosen QB. He's a former, I think, five-star recruit, highly, highly coveted recruit um, with a lot of hype who struggled last year. But now he's playing for the quarterback whisperer. We've also talked about that. I I love what Dan Mullen does with quarterbacks. I mean, he's just he's got a very, 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 very high success rate going back to Utah, to Florida, Mississippi State, uh, everywhere he's been. So... I am going to say over, I think. 2.5 is the over under. Don't be so definitive there. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm waffling a little bit. But I don't think I I don't think that Florida will be I think if Florida is going to to be competitive in this game it'll be through the passing game a lot more than than the ground game. So, um I think he gets at least 3 touchdowns total. And the Heisman train and hype continues from yep. Kyle Tucker for Felipe Franks. That'll be, that'll be, what, eight touchdowns in yeah. two weeks? 
Mm-hmm. An SEC win? Well, no, you picked against them. Man, he's going to have eight. He's going to have a loss and throw three touchdowns. That's crazy. Or or run, throw two and run one in. Whatever. It's going to be under. They're going to they're going to try to run some. I think they. I don't. I mean, I think they'll be capable of running. So they'll. I'm not saying they won't score points, but I think the running backs will be more involved in this game than they were in the previous game. At least you know the first half. And according to some of the Florida defense. Their running backs are just as talented as Benny Snell, and while I don't completely agree with that, I do believe that they are talented, and I think they'll get a little bit more action um, in the swamp next week. So I'm going under. You're going over. Man, we are really disagreeing a lot on this one, Kyle, but that makes it fun. So finally, Kentucky turnovers obviously was a big issue last week for Kentucky. They had four turnovers. They fumbled it five times. They recovered three of them, which was just crazy, but it did get us a chance to ask EJ Price about what it's like being on the bottom of a of a pile, and he said it was crazy, and people were poking him in the eye and stuff. So you hear that things all the time, but it is always just kind of I don't I wouldn't I, in in the world there are not a ton places I would rather not be than at the bottom of a pile in a football game where people are trying to steal the ball from you and grabbing you, and I've heard stories that yeah. I don't want any yeah. part of. Yeah, when I covered uh, Virginia Tech, I'm trying to remember what team it was. Gosh, it was so funny, though. Um, after the game, one of the games, several of the Virginia Tech players were very colorful in their language of describing the violations that they endured at the bottom of those piles that this team was just uh, grabbing, poking, pulling, and twisting on parts of your body that you don't want poked, pulled, and twisted. And they were mad. They were, they were like fighting mad. Who, you don't remember who they were playing? <laughs> I don't. Um, oh. I, I, while while you give your, All right, I'll, so I'll, I can. I'll say. Um, I'll say. Um, well, we haven't given the number. I don't think two and a oh, half. Two and a half turnovers for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say under. That's a tough one, but I'll say under. They had four turnovers this week. They had five. They they almost had. Uh, what seven turnovers? They had, they had two interceptions and five fumbles. Yeah. Uh, they only lost three of them. And they had, two, I'm sorry, they only lost two of the five fumbles. And but, they had another interception that was just dropped. That oh, hit, right. hit a guy yeah. in hand. So I mean, they could have had eight total. There were eight opportunities for turnovers. Really good opportunities for turnovers, and they they turned it over four times. But uh, I think the quarterbacks. I, I think they've you know they talked about this week simplifying. Uh, I think they're they're going to try to take some things off the the quarterback's plate, take some things out of his mind, yeah. to not have to worry about. And you know there'll be a lot of focus on ball security. Um, yeah, Eddie Grant didn't have a ton of answers at all. I mean, he was basically we're going to do the same thing we've been doing. And to his credit, last year, and I didn't look these numbers up for myself, but he said they were in the 130th ranking. And they got into the top 30 last year, and then they ended up turning it over four times against Tennessee. So that knocked them back. I don't know exactly where they finished, but, you know, at one point they were, you know, on the way, way top percentile uh, for turnovers being, you know, low in college football. So he, he said that, you know, that's a priority. And this Stoops has mentioned how it was kind of fluky and just a lot of things happened perfectly with the, um, I think it was the Benny fumble. He said the ball was just hit perfectly. Yeah. The guy. I mean, and sometimes there's nothing you can do do about that. Those just happen. And 
you know, Terry Wilson, I've been joking about the sleeve, but he, he's aware of it now. He's not going to wear it, so he'll he'll be more aware. I do kind of worry about Lyndon Bowden. I mean, it just seems like he caught a little of the the turnover bug and hope we'll see if that continues or not. He's maybe the one I'm worried about the most fumbling some more. Terry Wilson's probably going to be, if you have to guess, he's good for an interception a game. Just kind of seems with his history in high school at junior college what we saw at Kentucky in the first week, he's going to take some chances, which is, is is good in some instances. I mean, when you you some turnovers aren't terrible, like the one he threw in the end zone wasn't ideal, but it's not going that isn't going to kill you. And those kind of turnovers, I'm sure Mark Stoops doesn't like, but he doesn't get them to go full purple face. Mark Stoops, uh, I said all that, and I think they're going to go under. I think they'll 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 probably end with two, if I had to guess. Um, but it'll be under the two and a half. So there'll be improvement, but it'll still be an issue, and it'll still be something I think they're going to continue to want to work on going forward. Did you find who they were playing, Virginia? No, I'm, I'm over here. I talked as much uh, as I could about how to clean up turnovers. I'm over here Googling uh, 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 uncomfortable words and twisting of, uh, yeah, twisting, twisting of a natty. <laughs> <laughs> My Google search history is, is now very sordid, but I can't uh, I can't seem to find it. Uh, Type in Kyle Tucker's story on twisting. Yeah, yeah, but it, that happens. You hear stories about that. Yeah, just just horrible uh, crimes against humanity occurring in in a football dog pile. Yeah, they're not. They don't appear to be fun places to be. All right, those are all the over unders to recap real quick. I am going. Over 49.5 yards receiving from C.J. Conrad. Kyle is going under. I'm going under 2.5 touchdowns for Felipe Franks. Kyle is going over. Total touchdowns. Total touchdowns. I, and we are both going under on 2.5 turnovers from Kentucky. Yep. All right. We're going to wrap with some talk, a little potpourri, a little basketball news, and a little bit of news about U.K. athletics. Not a tr- sport that normally makes headlines, but this was so ridiculous, we're going to have to talk about it. Um, But first, I want to let you guys know about my bookie. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, usually at what's team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE, that's O-N, college, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B. O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code on college when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. So, Kentucky basketball has some big games this season, and now we know what time they're going to be played. November? Midnight. Yeah, that's what time we'll be writing about stuff, maybe later. The Duke game, November 6th, will go in chronological order. Will be a 9.30 tip, in theory. Oh, miserable. In theory, it'll be after the Michigan State-Kansas. Probably closer to 10. Yeah, it'll be a late one. But obviously, they want that to be primetime deal, and Duke and Kentucky, no one's going to get more headlines than that. So start adjusting your 
clocks, your internal clocks now if you want to see the end of that game. I'm sure it'll be exciting enough to where you'll be okay. Uh, December 22nd, that's a Saturday. They're going to be playing North Carolina. That game's set for 5:15. I believe that's probably the second game in that doubleheader, too, if I had to guess. It's part of the CBS Classic. Yeah, I believe they play an early afternoon game and then that one. So... Another Kentucky kind of being the primetime prime deal. And then finally, January 26th, the Kansas tip has been set for 6 p.m., which is a Saturday as well. So that one, hey, that's a little trade back from the, the Duke at the, the start of the season to get you back on track. I would have taken a noon game. but Well, Kyle, no one cares what you want. No, I know. I'm aware. You know what I would want? Yes. To not get in trouble if I got to play a sport with some awesome <laughs> rock stars. I think that's actually in our case we can. We can play we can uh play uh bat, badminton with red hot chili peppers anytime we want. Who do you think the best badminton. badminton player in the red hot chili peppers? Is it Flea? It's gotta be Flea. I mean Flea the I'll take the dude that looks like Will Ferrell. He calls his uh He's he, tall. he calls his, his scoring move the flea flicker. <laughs> I like that. What we are talking about is UK soccer self-reported a violation because three current men, current members of the UK men's soccer players and one former men's soccer player and one current women's soccer player participated in the pick, in a pickup game with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. That's a, That's a violation. Quite a story, quite a headline. John Hale, our guest on the podcast yesterday from the Courier-Journal, with some super sleuthing to get the uh, information there, self-reported violation. They got they've got to set out a couple of team activities, right? Two set out activities. two super t- <clears throat> supervised team activities, such as practice or meetings. I would I would let them set out the meetings. Some and, some pretty pretty clear um, recent fresh example. Not that you have to look far to find them of the NCAA caring way too much about really dumb things and not enough sometimes about the really important stuff. Uh, it is some minutia. And the reason this was a violation is because it occurred during final exams when the NCAA prohibits coaches from being involved with players in an event like a pickup game. And this, the way I'm reading it, they were all just playing some playing on a field. It doesn't specify which field, but I'm guessing one over campus, the Foo Fighters on one side. The, they were in for a concert. Mm-hmm, May 1st concert at Rupp. And some of the coaches were there as well. They were all, they weren't playing, they weren't doing anything with the players, so they were fine. But then the Foo Fighters said, Hey guys, come play soccer with us. And everybody was like, Yeah, let's play soccer with rock stars because that would be awesome to tell all our friends that we got to do this. I think if you told them on the front end, and they may have known, maybe they, they did do this willingly, but I think if they didn't and you told them, Hey, uh, if you play in this pickup game with a with a rock band, you will have to miss two team meetings. Everyone involved would have probably just taken, you know, said, "Okay, we'll take the punishment. Let's yeah. do it." Why pass up a cool opportunity like that? And why should that be a problem anyway? It's really dumb. Yeah, because I, look, I mean, I know they're not the same thing, and it's not like apples to apples. But I, as the, I tweeted, you might have noticed I tweet sometimes about things. I have opinions. Um. That 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 this is punishable. This is actually punishable and being punished by the NCAA, albeit in a minor way. And then the same NCAA says, "Look, it's obvious that many many North Carolina student athletes were taking fake classes for many many years, but that's actually not in our our purview. That's not in our jurisdiction. 
Uh, so we're not going to do anything about it. It's just dumb. It's times like these, I question the NCAA. <laughs> However long the suspension is, it is way too long. Are you, are and you as, over there reciting Foo Fighter and lyrics? as the headline in the Courier-Journal says, the NCAA threw a monkey wrench over Kentucky soccer game with the Foo Fighters. That was a good job by John. Good lead, too. Good moment that should have been Nirvana. Good. <laughs> why, why is that a good lead? <laughs> I don't know. It's a pun. It's a play on something. Yeah, I mean, I've always noticed that the lead singer of the Foo Fighters look a lot like the the guy from the drummer from Nirvana. Nirvana. <laughs> I don't know if you ever noticed that. Very, very good job by John, as usual. Um, call him. Uh, so, hey, Wood, Woodward and Bernstein Hale. Speaking of John, if you missed a podcast previous to this, we had John Hale on here. So go back if you hadn't and listen to that. Um, be sure to subscribe, rate, review these podcasts, uh, leave comments, and share with anybody who else would enjoy them. Also, if you're interested in advertising, shoot us an email, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, or you can just find us on social media. Kyle's at Kyle Tucker underscore CJ. I'm sorry, CJ. Ha! <laughs> ha! John Hale got me thinking Courier <laughs> Journal again. Wow, that's two handles ago. Uh, Kyle Tucker kind of handles? underscore S-E-C, Woodford Reserve Handles. I'm on Twitter, at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Be sure to be following along with at LockedOnUK on Twitter and find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook like that page as well. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.